Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Good morning. Good. Is it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, I, I know it's morning. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> Couldn't tell you what month it is. I'm pretty sure it's still 2020, but that's about all I got. I was up till one in the morning talking to a girl on the phone like I was a goddamn teenager. Well, I so. mean, that that is dating right now, or at least it should be. We'll get into that in a second. Uh. That's pretty much it, man. I, I felt I literally felt like a teenager. And she's just like, oh, my edible kicked in and I have to go to bed. And I'm like, OK, we are, we are adults. OK, so <laughs> there is that baseline, you know, but I'm like, I go to bed at nine o'clock at night and I was up till one in the morning. So I'm just a little foggy today. Just a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just foggy because I'm foggy. <laughs> yeah, and it, is a, it is my baseline for behavior at the moment. <laughs> so I got to tell you, man, I mm. you have been on me since we started this show to go to the fucking doctor. And it took a pandemic. It took a pandemic to get me to the doctor just to get my blood work done. And I tell you what, virtual doctor visits suck. They suck. I got my new primary care physician and I'm sitting there in the chat room waiting, waiting, waiting. And then I finally hear a ding on my phone and it's a voicemail saying, hey, uh, I was calling you and uh, I'm in the chat room and you're not there. And I'm like, I've been here for 20 minutes before the visit, like you said on the website. And uh, I didn't realize that doctors don't actually use caller ID because that makes sense because they don't want people bucking them all the time. Mm -hmm. But my phone is set up to not register calls from caller, like somebody with no caller ID. And uh, so, yeah, you still have to wait your turn, but there's no highlights magazine like in the old days. And, oh, God, what a pain in the ass that now, was. See, uh, randomly, I also uh, had a Zoom call with my – or actually, yeah, it was – was it Zoom? Yes, it was Zoom. I, I get all the – I've had blue jeans. I've had Zoom. I've had everything known to man uh -huh. since this has all started. But it was it was a Zoom call. I had a Zoom call with my doctor this week. Um I just wanted to ask a couple questions and I had a completely different experience. So again, I think this is, this goes by provider to provider. I'm very happy with my healthcare, um, which is a rare rarity in the United States of America for somebody to be yeah, happy with I'm their like, healthcare. I'm not. <laughs> uh, I am. I'm extremely happy. I, I like my primary care physician. I like the, uh, the Santa Monica physicians, uh, which is the, the place I go to. Um, I had a, a wonderful zoom call. I, I logged in, uh, you know, they even called ahead of time with caller ID that says Santa Monica area physicians um, to, you know, she was going to walk me, not the doctor, but the assistant was going to walk me through. And I was like, um, I've been living on Zoom for the past three months. I got it. Don't worry. I'm already in the waiting room. Oh, no. OK, thank you very much. Doctor will be with you shortly. Showed up. It, it was great. It was perfect. I was like, uh, I, I never knew. I never want to actually go into the office again unless you actually need to physically see me or take some samples or specimens of something. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on Kaiser Permanente uh, and uh, they have their own system. And their own system apparently sucks. Yes, so, the, the old joke about Kaiser Permanente is you do not want healthcare with permanent in the name. Uh, well, the thing about it is they're they're fantastic. I finally got through. Like I called back and you know did did my Nancy spiel. I'm like, hey, I was here. Where the hell's a doctor? And uh, they put me with another doctor, which fortunately for me was the doctor that I originally wanted as my primary care physician. And they said. And it, like I talked to him and we went through everything and I have to go get my, you know, my samples taken tomorrow. And uh, I, I asked him, I'm like, hey, man, it says you're not taking any new patients. He's like, that's not up to me. That's the algorithm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. It's the fucking algorithm that says that like every couple of weeks that they recycle everybody and they say you're allowed to take new patients now. And I'm like, can you just press a button and let me through? Because you're the guy I originally wanted because my guy who I was supposed to do my, my call with, they're like, Oh, your next available slot is July 7th. And I'm like, uh, it, it, I kind of need help now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Nope. July 7th is the first time he can talk to you. So they put me with this guy just to get, cause I just need, you can't get blood work taken without a prescription, you know? 
And so I talked to this guy and, and he's just like, yeah, it's the algorithm, man. Just try back in a few weeks. And when, when they let me have new patients, uh, I will, I'll, I'll gladly take you on. And I'm like, how fucked up is that? I'm like, he's, he's got, he's got the space. He can take me on as a, as a client, but the algorithm won't let him. Of course it's the algorithms. Why wouldn't it be algorithms? Of course. I mean, that's what we talk about all the goddamn time. I'm yeah. like, all I want's a doctor. All I want <laughs> is a goddamn doctor. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. Awesome. So I got a, I got, I got a bit of sports ball follow up, Brian. Mm-hmm. So you are following, uh, I'm guessing, the Premier League? I actually don't, which I'm kind of weird for that. Most people around the world, if they're into professional soccer, have a Premier League team. Uh, all my friends in Toronto do. I do not. I only watch the Bundesliga, really, and international tournaments. But yes, Premier League, huge. Massive. Yeah. Yeah, it's so massive that Twitter was doing live score updates with Chelsea and whoever else they were playing mm -hmm. in my sidebar. Well, it, and, it, it was a very important uh, series of games that occurred because uh, it, it came down to who won the championship. Yeah. But they wouldn't let me turn it off. Period. Well, it was, to it the was internet, showing Jason. me live scores. <laughs> you will see what we want you to see. And that is that. Yes. Yeah. I, fe I felt very clockwork orangey with the, the eyelid uh, contraption. I'm like, I just don't want to see this right now because maybe I wanted to go watch the game later. But no, Twitter says uh, you're going to watch the score in real time. And uh, I do believe Chelsea won. But uh, I was just like, what the fuck? Why can't yes. I turn off this this dumb shittery? Yes, well, Liverpool ended up taking the championship for, I believe, the first time in 30 years or something like that. So pretty, pretty exciting stuff. But yeah, I mean, you know, old school rules. Uh, just this goes back to Game of Thrones. When Game of Thrones came on, do not Turn be on social, social media. media. Yes, <laughs> especially that night of the Red Wedding. Oh, my God, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. So if you are uh, interested in any live sporting event uh, and you plan to watch it later and don't want to know what happened, uh, not only do not check your phone for, for people's texts, but uh, Stay off social media. End of story. God, I'm, I'm, I'm Jack. Jack, fuck you. I, I, I mean, I didn't even. Could you I not no filter this? Could, I could had you? no horse in the game. I had no horse in the game, and I was still pissed off. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, if if you didn't want to see it, could you not filter it? Would that not have worked? No, it was it was perma. It was like perma linked in the Ooh. sidebar. And there was no close button or anything like that. It was there. Yes. And when I went on this morning, it said the same thing. It's like, okay, here's the final for the, the Chelsea match. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> well, all social media tries to become more than it ever was, right? They want to be all things to all people. And we'll get back into that in apps and doodads later. Uh, but that is the way of it, right? Like, uh, this is exactly uh. what I was complaining about with Facebook. It's it's when you launch Facebook now, they, they tell you, you either get your coronavirus news update or your whatever. It's just, it's, there's something always sitting there that they're trying to shove down your throats. Yeah. I, and I mean, like, like I said, I don't have a horse in this game, but I was still pissed off. I was really pissed off. I'm like, uh, spoiler alert. Come on. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I think, I think, I think, uh, you're letting it affect you a little bit too much, particularly since you don't care. Just use, uh, what we all use throughout our daily internet browsing, uh, avoidance. Like who cares? Just eyes roll off that and on to the next thing. That's what yeah, we've all done to our brains. Yeah, take the dogs for a walk until you can watch it on, on your DVR, I guess. Yeah. Well, again, just you can't uh, – as somebody who's into sports ball, I know this over the past couple of years uh, as every single you know social media company is making deals with sports leagues. Uh, uh, live sports is being pushed on social media hard, and if there's a game that you want to watch and you can't watch it in real time, you cannot be on social media. No matter yep. what sport, whatever, they know. So, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It still pisses me off. Yeah. So we heard that uh, Disneyland was going to be opening and uh, they rethought that as cases are spiraling out of control, particularly in the Western United States. So, as I've always said, you can use Disneyland as a good canary in the coal mine. If they aren't going to reopen, nothing should be reopening and we are fucked and I'm going back to ordering everything through delivery again. Actually, I was thinking about that because... You know, even those of us taking it pretty seriously, um, you do, and many of my friends do as well, we've all started basically going out a little bit with our masks on and things of that nature. And I was just going, 
you know, things are actually worse now than they were the first three months that we were doing stay at home. And if there was any time that we should actually be really staying at home, it's now. Now. It's now. It's absolutely now. Yeah. Uh, no, I had I got into a fight with my, my local um, because I, I walk into my local and nobody wears a mask. And I'm just like, what the hell's going on here? I'm like, you guys are super spreaders. You know, you're standing there talking to customers all day and you're not wearing a mask. What the hell is wrong with you? Uh, I don't understand it. According to time.com, yesterday was officially the worst coronavirus pandemic day we've had as a country since this has all started. Uh, I have a link in the show notes that talks about red state reopening has been a disaster, which kind of Republicans pin their hopes on. We can get our economy going again. Um, Texas in particular is highlighted in, in this article and it's, it's it's been a disaster and and uh, states are starting to walk back the openings because they have to because we're spiraling out of control it is spiraling out of control in this country well you know and and guess what we live in los angeles county you and Mm -hmm. i brian yep los angeles county has the highest number of cases of any county in the united states of america i think we were just overtaken by phoenix uh, as of this morning Okay, well, yeah, okay, but, <laughs> but, okay. but you know, you know, we're yeah. picking at hairs here. Um, it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So stay the fuck at home. You yeah, know? I, it's, it's, I thought that I, I went to Trader Joe's and I was like, what am I doing? This is, I, we're, we're way worse off than we were in the first three months right now. And I, I need to start staying home and doing all this again, which is so infuriating. <laughs> I know, I know. And and yeah, I mean, we did the right thing at the beginning and we hoped everybody would do the right thing, but nobody did because we have passed the fuck it Rubicon, you know? Oh, People yeah. Just, we're, we're, you know, we're spiraling towards herd immunity and we don't even know if herd immunity exists. In fact, we have a pretty good idea because I, I believe it was Sweden or Switzerland. I can't remember which that attempted it and it did not go well. Yeah, there's no such thing as herd immunity with COVID-19 is mm-hmm. what everybody's saying. So, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's, you know, it's not contributing to my good mood around the house here. And and we are, I I, I just don't know what to do, man. It's it's terrifying here. I know exactly what to do. Hunker down. Stay at home. (laughs) Hunker down and get that teepee. Get that teepee. No, not again. (laughs) again. Let's not do that again, people. We have discovered toilet paper does not run out. Please. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, but my bidet gets delivered today. <laughs> hmm. In the news. So, Brian, did you get your stimulus check? Uh, I do not qualify. We make too much money. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> oh. Although I do have something really frustrating to say about that. And I know this is going to be uh, anybody hearing this that really needs the stimulus check and all that sort of stuff is going to be rich guy whining. But, you know, we uh, whatever. Work hard. Make money. Uh, had a very significant, significant federal tax return uh, that we were s- supposed to get. Uh, which we could use that money. It, it's a lot of money. It's our money. The government had it, made their money off of it. We filed our taxes early. We 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 knew when we would. Here's this. There is a large chunk of money. There is a big check that is supposed to come to us that we are owed. That is our own money that we kind of need. Delayed, pushed back of because of stimulus checks. So the government gets to hold on to our significant chunk of money even longer. We have no idea when we're going to get that money, and we actually need that money. Okay, well, I can float you a, a loan if you need to because I got my stimulus check well. <laughs> way back when because I make nothing. Yes. I don't. I, I'm, I'm, I am definitely on the lower end of the the income spectrum, so I got my check. But uh, Brian, you should try dying because <laughs> 1.4 billion dollars in stimulus checks went to dead people. Maybe this explains why so many people are going out to bars and restaurants and not wearing masks. They just need their money. They figure if they die. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm dead, I'll get my check, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, I saw this and it it blew my mind. I mean, we should not be surprised. These are all automated systems that do not use AI or anything like that. Um, You know, I I was thinking the same thing the other day because my mom called me and my mom is obviously uh, in in the high risk group. She's older. Um, Jury summons. What? 
my mom got a jury summons in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> as a senior citizen. Like, do they not have a filter? Maybe we should not send this to anybody over the age group that we say should stay home. But no, they do. And now I oh, have to Jesus go through Christ. the whole the whole rigmarole of and they obviously, you know, it's all automated in terms of trying to, de- to delay your jury duty. But there's no I'm old and I don't want to die because of the pandemic button. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That it's unbelievable. Amazing. It's, it's just mind bogglingly, infuriatingly stupid. Oh, man. So what what they're saying is that uh, since uh, all these dead people got checks, it's because the different agencies don't talk to each other and they don't share data. Yeah. And uh, obviously that is the exact same case with your mom. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's it's it's unbelievable. It really is. Now, obviously, this is uh, to some degree, it's a good thing. We don't want agencies to share a lot of data, but there are again. I always think back when these things happen. I, I usually just kind of my my mind is blown, and then I think back to how would we have programmed this? And it, they're very simple fixes. <sighs> so simple. So simple. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so and, when and you put a filter in. It's a regex, guys. It's just a simple regex. Yes, it, it is really simple. And and the fact that nobody is thinking about these things and nobody is implementing these things, uh, it, it don't care, don't have the money to have a programmer on. I don't know what it is, but it 1. is point four billion dollars. You know how much it would have cost to fix this problem? Uh, let's a see, our hourly rate, that. it would take uh, <laughs> less than an hour and a figure, you know, you and I would charge a hundred bucks an hour, 50 bucks. Would it cost, it would 50, cost 50, bucks. 50 bucks? 50 bucks to fix this fucking problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So let's get on to some Facebook news. I love oh, this because, okay. you know, this is the Facebook apocalypse Right now, all of the advertisers are leaving, and uh, Facebook executive admits to a trust deficit when they're talking to their advertisers right now. And I love because I've got a couple stories in here, but uh, the one that really got me is Ben and Jerry's. And Ben and Jerry says Facebook needs to take stronger action to stop its platforms from being used to divide our nation, suppress voters, foment and fan the flames of racism and violence, and undermine our democracy. I don't know what flavor of ice cream that is <laughs> but i'll buy some <laughs> but i'll buy it yeah um yeah they're they're in a pickle right now because everybody is pulling out um, yeah i mean this is where they make all of the monies and uh people are pulling out left right and center ironically the only people that are going to be left are the people that they have to ban because it's fake news oh jesus christ so you know that, that seriously, that's where Facebook is going to be left. The only people buying advertising is going to be the Donald Trump uh, election campaign and severe right wing kind of crazy people that have been using this to help uh, foment this uh, this uh, division in our country because uh, they're going to keep spending the money. <laughs> I have I have a new rallying cry, Brian, and mm-hmm. I think this might be our show title. Okay, defund Zuckerberg. Well, we can't really just take his money, can we? That's not he's no. Made it. That's it's, it's defund. <laughs> you 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 don't have to advertise on Facebook. That's what everybody's well, doing. Good. So. And I agree. I think people should be pulling out at this point. It's um, it, you know, we we can make fun of Twitter all we want. At least they're trying. Zuck's not even trying. Have uh, well, I don't know how much Jack is actually trying, but <laughs> <laughs> he's off to Africa now to go have a you know a naked retreat in the Serengeti. So well, who he, the hell knows what he's doing? He better not shoot any animals because that's where we t- that's where we draw the line. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Fortunately, I, I he's from San Francisco. He doesn't know how to use a gun. <laughs> Well, I have a little bit of uh, just kind of tech news after all of this craziness because we're just not in good moods anymore. But if uh, if you're sharing a Netflix account, as many of us are, sharing passwords and things of that nature, or you live in a house where someone is likely to get a glimpse of your viewing history, there's no longer any need to worry that you've seen something or like, you know, Farscape. You don't want that showing up. <laughs> Fuck you. You don't want Fuck anybody you. knowing that you watch that piece of shit. So- uh, you just, I, dude, you didn't get past, it, you got, you didn't even get through the pilot. It's a pilot. You got to get through the pilot to get to the good stuff. I watched two episodes. They were both You need to watch awful. at least say, and, and we'll, we'll nope. talk about this next episode episode but what a fan of the show said yes the first season and some of the second that season is not isn't what great, the person but- said at all you are filling that out with your own commentary 
<laughs> but we'll get Jesus. to that in media, Candy. Anyways, Fucking the point Christ. being, you can now delete <laughs> things from your continue watching row or hide them completely. This is really only working on the Android for mobile right now. It does not work on TV settings at all, so they're kind of testing the waters with this. But it is nice. But you can, of you course, do, just go to the browser and visit the... Yeah, I thought I, you could do this a while ago on the, can, if you use the web app. You yes, can totally if you use the web app, but they're rolling it out so because whoever nobody uses the web app, so it's nice to see that they're actually rolling it out slowly uh, across the actual apps that people use to use their platform. I use the web app to get rid of the stuff that I don't want. I'm sorry, I do, but uh, no, you don't. One need of to my favorite games. For it, Jason. I'm just one saying it's nice they're rolling it out. <laughs> and I get that. One of my favorite games is to go to somebody's house. And when they go to the bathroom, I go and just do uh, put in Farscape rom coms. I, I I put in all the rom coms that I can find the terrible rom coms, so that it just totally screws the algorithm. So the next time they're like, uh, <laughs> "Do you want to watch Fifty First Dates?" <laughs> no. no. Why would I want to watch that? <laughs> well, your your viewing history says that you want to watch Fifty First Dates. You know, I would a hundred percent watch Fifty First Dates over Farscape. Fuck you. Everyone needs a world-class VPN. Grumpy Old Geeks recommends private internet access to protect your online privacy and identity. Private internet access never keeps any records of their users' online activities, so you can be assured that you have complete privacy and nobody knows what you're doing online. No matter your technical skills, private internet access is one of the easiest VPN apps out there. All it takes to connect is just one click or tap and your data will be encrypted instantly. With just one private internet access VPN subscription, you can connect up to 10 devices at the same time. Go to GOG.show slash VPN and sign up today. For a limited time only, you can get our favorite VPN for just $2.69 a month when you sign up for two years. GOG.show slash VPN. That's GOG.show slash VPN. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Security? Ha! This episode of Security Ha! is brought to you by Private Internet Access, the only no-log VPN that has been tested in court against the FBI and proven to not keep your browsing history. Get your VPN on today at GOG.show slash VPN. Right now, save 77% and get two extra months free for only $2.69 when you buy a two-year plan. That's GOG.show slash VPN. We're joined again this week by Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of CyberWire Podcast. Dave is also co-host of the social engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, as well as the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy, as well as surveillance and – I've never done this read before <laughs> – <laughs> where they discuss Keep law going. and policy, as well as surveillance and privacy. And I just came back from my kid's drive through graduation, so I'm a bit of an emotional puddle. Take it away, boys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those are the best. Do they have little caps and gowns and everything? Uh, no, no, they no, didn't go quite no. that far. It's uh, okay, but it was it was it was cute and sad and and very you know entertaining and funny and also yeah. uh, quite the reminder of everything that uh, has been screwed up the past four months. Right. What was he graduating from? Uh, well, it not you know he's he's he, he's got one more grade? year of it's not any grade. He's not even in you know he's 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 turning four. So it's just kind of a so it's, it's a daycare, but yeah, it's more pre K because they definitely do a lot more education. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. It's, yeah, it's a good school. Yeah, it's always yeah. <laughs> they they, they are, there's no shortage of uh, events like this that remind you of your mortality. Yeah. Yes, yes. Definitely. <laughs> well, way to bring that one down. Dave. <laughs> wow. One step closer to the grave. But yeah, hey, I'm going to well, get that I government mean, check then, right, Dave? Or right, Jason? Another year gone. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I mean, you know, oh, wait. 
Man. Yeah. <laughs> and the cats and the cradle and the silver. Oh, the God. <laughs> I can't even tell you how often I listened to that song right after he was born. I would just, I would like take a break and go outside and, and just put it on and weep silently. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think we've all been there. <laughs> I think we've all been there. <laughs> it strikes me that that song hits you twice. First, it hits you uh, kind of like probably as a teenager mm-hmm. and you're thinking about your own father and then when you become a father yes it has a uh, whole nother fresh round of it <laughs> of is weeping it is the gift that keeps on giving it does it does yeah yeah mm. wow that, that wow. bastard and that bastard <sighs> song i know it really is a low blow i mean it's just it's just not fair it, it's oh boy anyway shall we talk some security sure why not i, I guess we can i want to talk about the reform government surveillance coalition Mm. Uh, have you guys seen this? I just found out about this. this I'm week. guessing they're not effective in any way, shape, or form. Well, <laughs> I don't know. So this is this is this weird coalition between Apple, Dropbox, Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, Microsoft, Snap, hmm? uh, Twitter, and Verizon, <laughs> and they are trying to reform government surveillance. And um, have you guys covered hey. this, Dave? Guy, uh, I would like to say to Verizon, reform begins at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I'm like looking through this list and I'm like, um, 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 who's the fucking Verizon in? You know, it's just like. <laughs> it's definitely strange bedfellows. Mm-hmm. It is very strange bedfellows. And what they're trying to do is this is the coalition against uh, basically the government trying to uh, break encryption. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. I don't know what I feel about this because Verizon, you know, because <laughs> we know they don't have the best track record. But uh, and Snap, how did Snap get in on this? Well, I mean, as we've talked about often in this segment as well, I mean, Microsoft and Apple have probably the best records and even they aren't really too great. So uh, none of these companies are, are doing enough as far as I'm concerned in this in this arena. So. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. wait, wait, wait. You don't think Apple's doing enough? Because I think they've done more than everybody well, else on this list. That is exactly what I just said, Jason. Rewind. Microsoft and Apple <laughs> have well, done that, the best. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. But uh, Microsoft, not so much, I think, um, compared to Apple, you know. Uh, Apple is definitely. Okay. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and take this over to BuzzFeed so we can do a list in order. But uh, I think we're getting to the same point here. <laughs> okay. My so, take on this is that it's kind of like, um, you know, how here in the States, because we don't have GDPR, companies have this patchwork of privacy laws that mm-hmm. they have to follow. California is very strong. There's one in Illinois. New Jersey has one. And so you end up with this patchwork, and that makes it harder for, for companies to do business. Also, more key, is, it makes it more expensive. Yes. Yes. Right. By more yes. difficult, we yes. <laughs> there, there's probably that's probably a distinction without a difference. Um, and so I, I think what we have here are global companies who are coming at this from a similar direction, saying if we could get some standards globally, because if you're Apple, it's a pain in the butt to have uh, to be handling security pretty much everywhere except for China, carving out a different China. set of rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and so I, I don't know. I mean, how are they going to tell China what to do when it comes to this? I think they're pretty much pounding sand there. But um, I, yeah. my, I suspect that's the impetus for this. Well, we're also talking about the Lawful Access to Encrypted Data Act, which is uh, running through Congress right now. And they had a statement, which I, I will read. Uh, Very quickly, the Reform Government Surveillance Coalition strongly opposes the Lawful Access to Encrypted Data Act. This bill would require companies to build encryption backdoors that would jeopardize the sensitive data of our billions, B with a capital B, uh, billions of users and the security of our products and services. It would leave all Americans, businesses and government agencies dangerously exposed to cyber threats from criminals and foreign adversaries and make us all less safe. The global pandemic has forced everyone to rely on the Internet in critical ways, making digital security more important than ever before for our economy and national security. 
Strong encryption provides users, businesses, and our government with the important tools they need to keep us protected. And I think that is something that we have parroted on this show for, I don't know, seven years. So <laughs> it's good that they're actually coming out and just saying it like flat out. Yes. Let's not let this happen so we can actually expose the data ourselves by leaving it on an unencrypted Dropbox with no password. <laughs> oh, Brian. Sorry, Hello, Brian. Mr. S3 Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought I was bringing it down at the top of the show. My goodness, what a negative Nelly we have here today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you met Brian before? <laughs> well, Sometimes have, I'm actually. a bit cheery yes. on the same Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so I've included a link here to a write-up on this bill by Rihanna Pfefferkorn, who is from Stanford. What a She's great also, name. Oh, she, and t- I'm telling such you, a great name. <laughs> Rihanna is a national treasure. She is uh, she is a great writer, and uh, I just love to read her take on things like this. So there, there's a there's a link to her. Story. I love that song, Umbrellas. <laughs> it's titled "There's Now an Even Worse Anti-Encryption Bill Than Earn It." That doesn't make the Earn It Bill okay. Uh, and she goes through why this is bad. I'll just, some of the paragraph titles. Yes, it's really bad. <laughs> the domino effect. I am petty enough to say I told you so. <laughs> the Earn It Act is also still bad. Um, and she really goes in and lays it out here. So there's a lot of details here. It's, it's worth a read, uh, not the least of which because Rihanna is, as I said, just a fabulous writer. Um, but the bottom line here is that, yes, they're trying to require backdoors in all encryption. They're trying to outlaw strong encryption. Uh, they're, and and they're, they're starting a contest for te- tech companies, basically a financial incentive for tech companies to try to come up with a workable solution to this. To me, this is like <laughs> them saying – this is like uh, putting out a, a contest for physicists and saying, listen, we really uh, are interested in you coming up with some technology that operates faster than the speed of light. Here's some <laughs> money. Let's let's come at this, and we really we really think that you're you, because you all are so clever. Uh, we hope you eggheads can come up with something here. Yeah. What is dark matter? <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the encryption is out. Of, is, the cat's out of the bag. There's there's no putting that that genie back in the bottle to mix metaphors. Uh, and as as everyone has pointed out time and time again, all this means is that the bad guys are going to do what they're already doing, which is rolling their own encryption. It's not going to make us any safer from international terrorism, for example, what it means is that all of us are going to be less safe in the things that we do day to day, our, our banking, our our, mm-hmm. uh, our co- private communications with our friends, our loved ones, all our that dickies. sort of stuff. All that stuff. Um, <laughs> yes. This makes no sense. Hopefully, uh, it's not going to go anywhere, but uh, they keep hammering at it. And um, I- I'd say, uh, you know, red alert, red alert. Right. <sighs> Good times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's bad. Let's move on yeah. to something else that is, uh, again, here's here's the flip side of the coin. We we try to keep our privacy and then we keep downloading and inventing apps that just take it all away from you. This is a, a listener wrote in. His, uh, Ralph says, hi, Grumps. Hope things are going better for you this week. Spoiler alert, they aren't. I thought this article <laughs> was both interesting and a bit scary and something listeners should be made aware of. Stay well. And this is a technology review. So the Trump 2020 app is a voter surveillance tour of extraordinary power. And it goes into all the data collection that the app does, which is basically all the data collection. They try to get everything that's uh, highly encouraged to share the app with existing contacts so they can get even more of that. Uh, This app goes above and beyond uh, a lot of of apps that are out there that try to get a lot of data. This includes uh, you have have to authorize use of Bluetooth so that they're capturing uh, data and targeting people in physical space and knowing where they are at all times. And uh, it's pretty intense. And what I thought was really interesting is in the article itself, it has a chart uh, showing, you know, as if you were buying a TV, which uh, which features this TV has and which features that TV doesn't have between the Joe Biden (laughs) app and the Trump 2020 app. And uh, there is a significant difference between what they're trying to do with their apps. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Are we surprised by this at all in any way, shape or form? (laughs) Of course not. Of course I, I, not. I am not. <laughs> yeah, dear I God, not. no. <laughs> no. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would, 
You know, I don't care what the app would do. I would never download and install an app that had this kind of uh, ac- that required this kind of access and this kind of data that they're hoovering up. So um, good luck with all that. Maybe they can use this mm-hmm. for dual purposes. Maybe this can be a contact tracing app as well. Yeah, I've I've seen some of the messaging that's been going out from the Trump campaign, like some of their their text messaging to try to get donations. Uh, you know, stuff from um, Donald Trump Jr. that says. Uh, you know, hello, you're one of a hundred patriots that my father has chosen to reach out to, <laughs> to, to make a hundred dollar donation. The others have all donated and you still haven't, you know, right. Please, please take care of that today. Is there something the matter? What's wrong with you? You know, it's so, a, wow, this is uh, some strong armed kind of stuff. Yeah. I and mean, I guess everything's fair in love, war and politics, but, uh, well, when you get a con a man running, blatant. you get the cons. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess it, when I see that sort of thing, it makes me wonder: does that run afoul of any uh, electioneering rules or anything? But I suppose <laughs> how, how silly of <laughs> me! Oh, how rules, silly rules, you yes. are, Dave! How as the words silly were leaving my mouth, I was laughing at myself, <laughs> and as I tasted the bile coming up into my mouth from my stomach, I realized my folly. <laughs> yes. Uh, yep. So there's that. And uh, we did talk a little bit about how Apple has done pretty well for privacy and things of that nature. So iOS 14 and macOS Big Sur were announced and they will have a host of improved privacy features. Uh, as I read through this article, I realized that I don't think there's too much new here, except for the fact that they're taking things that were kind of buried that uh, those of us in the know kind of knew to do and putting them front and center, uh, popping them up automatically to people and letting them know, hey, this app is going to do this and this and this. Are you okay with that? So you can say, hell no, I wish I would have known that. Um, And the other big difference being that they're going to require people to have basically a sort of nutrition label, as they're describing it, on apps, which uh, kind of lets people look at a glance and see exactly what's going on, which is good. I like this. It's it's increased transparency. Uh, It's a good move on Apple's part. I would like to see the nutrition label for the Trump app. I'm sure it would be quite long. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of like the CVS receipt. Yes. <laughs> it's a big CVS receipt. Scrolling and scrolling, scrolling and scrolling. and going and going <laughs> right. and going. <laughs> right, right. Right. No, I, I think this is great. And, and this is one of those examples where by Apple having such tight control over the ecosystem, they can they can do this kind of thing and mandate it. And if you want to mm-hmm. be in the Apple store, here, here are the rules. Yeah. Uh, to the benefit of the users. So I think this is good. Me too. And the last story I have for this. <laughs> I just read the headline on this title, on this article, and I'm just like, oh, Jiminy Jeepers. Well, it <laughs> oh, seemed no. appropriate given some of our discussions recently, and I did want to make sure we have some furry fans that listen to the show, so they should probably be aware of this. And we've talked Brian, specifically. Brian, 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 yes. I, I, before you go into this, I want to make sure that you are aware of the difference between bronies and furries there is oh, a big I am difference aware. I am okay aware. just making sure and this is about bronies <laughs> because you will get letters <laughs> we will get letters to brian get, at grumpyoldgeeks.com <laughs> yes you will get pointed letters you, you'll get you'll get photos charts graphs yes <laughs> yes exactly. videos showing me in painstaking detail Yes, Just I making know, so. sure that you are aware of, of, of what you're about to unleash on your inbox. So, well, this you know, is uh, away, Brian. Just, <laughs> before we do, I'll give you a little insight into uh, one, one of the fun things of being in the cybersecurity beat, which is you get similar letters anytime you mention anything that has anything to do with an EMP pulse. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Like, I would like to see folks, some of those. Yeah, that's please, when the folks forward. head... They head straight to their public library and they get on the public computer and they start sending you letters. And <sighs> anyway, I'm it must sorry. Must be nice I, that go, libraries go on, have Brian. been closed yeah. for a while. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> does cut down a little bit on that traffic. Yeah. Yes. So yes, this is more about the brony subculture, which, uh, uh, as we've talked about, I believe we even had a show title about bronies before, and uh, mm-hmm. they've got a problem. And the Atlantic delved into it. In depth, in great detail, my little <laughs> pony fans are ready to admit that they have a Nazi problem. Yeah, well, that's so the first step, is, uh... isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the first step is realizing you have a problem. Yes, <laughs> there appear to be Nazis in here. <clears throat> <clears throat> who, wait, who let them in? Wait. wait. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even know where to go with the story, to be honest. But obviously, this has come out of message boards. And uh, My Little Pony fans primarily express their enthusiasm for the show by sharing their own cartoon drawings of the main characters, which they usually upload to the image boards. The most popular of this is called Derpiburu. I don't know how to pronounce that. A combination of a character's name and a common term for image boards. But the problem being here is that a number of these images are extremely jarringly violent and involve things like Nazis and things of that nature and beheading my of cartoons. <laughs> and My Little uh, Hitler is a good show title. Um, they even have right. racist as a searchable category and more than 900 pieces of art. <laughs> a little pony with a little square mustache. Yes. And uh, because of the Black Lives Matter protest, there was a lot having to do with that. And this is uh, brought out an all-out civil war in fandom, apparently, forcing them to either confront or deny what it's, letting, what it's been letting go on for so long already. So there is an existential question for internet spaces, large and small. If you go online to live in a <laughs> fantasy space, can you avoid taking responsibility when the real world find its, finds its way in? I just uh, thought this was a, a very interesting... Well, you know, it, this easily extrapolates to uh, people not in the brony subculture. We see this everywhere this is occurring even on facebook just with you know i don't know what what the what what we're going to do about all this besides yeah you know we we the platforms have to stop pretending they're platforms right people need well, to come in and deal these with motherfuckers it. down oh smack if it down. only were that easy jason mm. oh god yeah, I mean, not- have you guys seen the brony documentary because that is one of the best documentaries i've ever seen in my life and you know 100 i have free I, I it is one hundred percent Nazi free, and I have a soft spot in my soft spot Spark. in your crotch. In, 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 oh, don't! Dude, that's gross. That's gross. I have a soft spot in my heart for bronies because you know what? They are they're they're kind of pure. They're kind of like well, obviously they aren't. Jason, did you not read this article? <laughs> <laughs> they're being subsumed by the fucking Hitlerism. So yeah. you know, look. Go watch the goddamn documentary, Brian. Go it's, read the goddamn article, Jason. I did. So, <laughs> fuck you. Um, gentlemen, I, gentlemen, to your corners, mm, gentlemen. See, see, we're Let being forced say... to confront an existential question. We have an existential yeah, I, thread here, and it's uh, called Brian. Team mm. Jason, go to gfg.show slash shop and buy your Team Jason masks anytime look, uh, you want. <laughs> you know, there, there's always going to be, not everybody's going to be a good guy, and it's going to happen in every situation, I think, and that's that's the reality of going online. This is what we've talked about since we started doing this show, Jason, about how you pine for the old days where there was a certain level of technical sophistication and knowledge that you had to have to, in order to get online and how it was better before the unwashed and dirty masses all came online well everyone's online now including the people that can go to libraries and send emails i know but you know what i i i want to have this little spot in my heart that says the bronies will take care of this because i i really do have a soft spot in my heart for the bronies i i I love that subculture I have a soft spot in my heart for that subculture. Okay, because but my point is we could be talking about anyone right now, not no, just bronies. Uh, d- we could but, be talking about any group because this is happening everywhere. It is happening mm. everywhere, and that's why everybody needs to be vigilant and get these fuckers out. Um, my point being is that is not going so well. How do you well, do that? How do you how do you do that? How do you seriously, Jason? How do you do that? How do you organize as self moderators? What about the pla- whose responsibility is it? <laughs> is it their responsibility? Is it the platform's responsibility? Who's supposed no, to be doing it's, it? No, it's, it's it's the community's responsibility. I think you it's know, the they community's need, responsibility. They need some. They need some brony cowboys to come in and make sense exactly. of this. Exactly. Yeah, right? brony I wish boys. I was a better. I wish I was Dude. a better artist. <laughs> yeah, brony. we can like have a, much better show art if Brian was a better yeah. artist. A brony cattle drive or something like that. It it also strikes me that uh, I suppose other than Indiana Jones movies, Nazis ruin everything. <laughs> they do. Well, <laughs> I, I I I think they just generally ruin everything. But they, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, look, the community needs to kick them immediately. Do not let them set a precedent. That's it. If a fucking Nazi shows up at your house, kick him in the balls. That's the way to go. 
I mean, going back to the Indiana Jones movies, you kick him in the balls. It's a very simplistic solution. But is the problem, you know, sometimes the simplest solution is the best. Is part of the problem here that they let it go on for a while because they they sort of stuck their fingers in their ears and looked the other way? Exactly. That is a big problem. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. We we know they're they're here. (laughs) We know they're doing their little thing over in the corner of our house. But, you know, Mm -hmm. you're still letting people do stuff in your house, aren't you? Yeah, next thing you know, you got termites. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. Can we send in a... Maybe we could just send in a bunch of furries. They don't take any shit. Yeah, parachute them in. right. That is damn straight. <laughs> Land them on the beach of Normandy. Let's go. How about oh, a bunch God, of stormtroopers? So How about hey. a bunch of stormtroopers? Any news on that front? Will you be joining? Well, you know what? The thing is, the stormtroopers couldn't shoot anything. They wouldn't. They'd miss. Oh, that's everything, true. They'd so. miss everything. <laughs> yeah, they'd miss everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's that? Uh, yeah. Mm. So I just thought this was really interesting as a as an overall kind of thing because this is happening everywhere, and I'm still like, we need the internet police. Yeah. Internet police. Yeah. Well, I hope the bronies get their house in order. Me too. Dan, 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 dan. Yeah. All right, gents. I think uh, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna do any better than that. Top that. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, uh, boy, that that's uh, that. The sponsors getting their money's worth this week, aren't they? If I've learned one thing from this episode, it's no more furry or brony articles. Oh, okay. We'll see. Yeah, that's gonna last. I'm sure they'll work their way back in. They'll be fan outrage if you don't have any furry or brony articles. Uh, All right, guys, have a good week. I will see you next time. All righty. Ups and doodads. Uh, In continuing the conversation of social media having to be all things to all people, TikTok is now uh, going out of their particular role as well. They are attempting to expand to be the same thing that everything else is. They've announced to advertisers that it's open for business, and they are introducing a new brand and platform called TikTok for Business. That will serve as the home for all its current and future marketing solutions for brands. They will be doing things like brand takeovers, hashtag challenges, branded effects, et cetera, et cetera. So thus taking TikTok and ruining it because the olds have shown up and the money is starting to roll in. Yeah. Are they sharing any of that money with the actual people who make the videos? Probably not. Probably not. That's what (laughs) I'm thinking. And they're going to be doing new AR ads. Or at least oh, they have Jesus plans to do it, Christ. which means we'll really? probably never, ever get them. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course, they're uh, announcing all this because, again, you know, you can't be happy with what you got. You got to build it up so that they're all exactly the same. So very soon, Jason, when you are going on to TikTok to put up your doggy videos, you will get AR ads for the Premier League telling you who just won the game that you wanted <laughs> who to Who just watch. won the fucking game? <laughs> fucking assholes. Brick a brick. I've desperately been trying to find anything that just takes my mind off the state of the world. So, you know, the Internet can be good for that. Crack.com, not one of my favorite sites, but sometimes they throw up some good stuff. And I thought this one was great. 25 stats that will change the way you view fictional worlds. Uh, A lot of these are games that I have absolutely no idea of, but I thought a couple of these were quite funny Uh, in the Lord of the Rings movies. And uh, by the way, this made me go back and start watching the Lord of the Rings movies because there's 19 hours that I can just immerse myself in some other alternative reality. (laughs) How how are you watching it? Because I actually have the Blu-rays of all of it with all of the commentary and everything which will take you to about 37 hours if you really want uh, you know i don't do commentaries yeah. <laughs> or anything like that and this this could lead off to another rant that maybe we should save for media candy next week but i i also have the blu-rays what i no longer have anymore is a blu-ray player so i had to fucking go buy the movies <laughs> again <laughs> was it would it have been cheaper to buy a blu-ray player or it buy the movies been, again <laughs> it would have been 49.99 for the extended editions of all of them through apple uh which I did. So, uh, you know, uh, support media for the 15th time. <sighs> Anyways. I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had these things on regular DVD, then I got the extended edition Blu-ray DVDs, and now I've yep. purchased it 
digitally. So they have gotten them. And I saw all the movies in the theater and then went to the marathon, all three movies showing. So I have paid for the Lord of the Rings. I, I should own part of New Zealand at this point. I know. I tell you what, though, that 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 marathon was fun, though, wasn't it? Oh, that was a blast. It was a really good. Time. That was so much fun. I mean, and those Bloody Marys at the Arclight were so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. running between the movies to go slam as many bloody berries <laughs> as you can to get to, through the next movie because yeah, we were time. in the front row and our <laughs> neck hurts so goddamn bad <laughs> anyways uh, back I, to the point of the article <laughs> <laughs> okay so one of the facts was in the lord of the rings movie sam and frodo walk 1779 miles from hobbiton to mount doom and I thought of you, Jason. I would walk nine hundred. <laughs> I thought about you, Jason, because that's about the distance from L.A. to Chicago. Oh, that's funny. So that's you've done funny. that many times. Next time you should walk. Uh, and then there was a BSG fact. Uh, the death toll in Battlestar Galactica was four times the current population of Earth. Uh, there's just tons <laughs> of really great facts in here. Jack Bauer kills a total of 309 people over the run of 24. Put it in a different way. That's one kill every 40 minutes. <laughs> well, you have to you have to keep the audience engaged, you well, know. So, yes, and recreating the Lego movie using actual Lego pieces would require 15,080,330 blocks. A tower made that with that many logo, Lego bricks would reach almost 90 miles high. Uh, okay, you know <laughs> what? Whoever did that stat, I feel for them. I, I feel bad for them because <laughs> God, talk about a shit job. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we don't have more on of the week but uh, i don't know if you heard about this uh again my my particular income is tied to the concert industry these days and there are no concerts except for one hmm. oh, now okay <laughs> so much for no tours or festivals until 2021 the three-day get this herd immunity fest has just been announced taking place july wait, wait, 16th wait, 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 to wait. the 18th roll that back roll In that wisconsin back. Roll that back and tell me mm -hmm. exactly again what this is called. They named it the Herd Immunity Fest. Okay. Now, unsurprisingly, <laughs> there was some pushback to this. Really? And the promoters have decided to drop the name following the backlash, and some of the bands have decided to drop out because that is stupid. <laughs> I, I have no words. I have yeah. no words. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm I'm sorry we don't have more on of the week. Yes, because this this is definitely. I, it. <laughs> I, I do not see this festival actually taking place. Uh, we will find out shortly, as it's scheduled for July 16th to the 18th. But I, I cannot see this happening. Actually, you know what? You're I'm wrong. I I, you can, I can totally see I it can happening. Totally yes. see this happening and uh, talk about a super spreader event. So good job, Wisconsin. And I, uh, I love Milwaukee, though. I feel bad because I I got a lot of friends in Milwaukee and I don't well, want them to get sick. They may so be getting checks home. from the government pretty soon because they'd be dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> they'd be dead. <laughs> Moving and, on. <laughs> and as bad as we think this all is, I sound, found this in Science Mag and I love this. Uh, 2020 rightly so, is being considered one of the worst years ever to be alive. But a medieval historian, Michael McCormick, <laughs> was asked what year was the worst to be alive, and he's got a specific answer, the year 536. Yes, not now, not 1349 when the Black Death wiped out half of Europe, not 1918 when we went through this the first time with the Spanish flu, which killed 50 million to 100 million people, mostly young adults, but 536. According to him, in Europe, it was the beginning of one of the worst periods to be alive, if not the worst year ever. A mysterious fog plunged Europe, the Middle East, and parts of Asia into darkness day and night for 18 months. 18 was this months. the year? Uh, no, no, the year without a summer was in the 1800s. That was Krakatoa. Yes, this was this yeah. was also though a cat. Well, they think they've they've found at a workshop in Harvard this week that it was a volcanic eruption in Iceland that spewed yeah. ash across the northern hemisphere early in 536, followed by two other massive eruptions in 540 and 547, which uh you know so repeated blows followed by a plague plunged Europe into an economic stagnation that lasted until 640, when another. Uh, uh, when we finally got silver mining again. So, yes, this was okay. a very, very bad year to be alive. Yeah. So, there's a not so bad. Go <laughs> go to that herd immunity festival. <laughs> there's a, uh, a, you know, one of my favorite bands of all time is Rasputina. And yes, uh, they have a, they have a great song called the, the Year Without a Summer. And that was the year that uh, Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. And uh, 
there was because it, it, it was one it was another volcanic event but uh i didn't know about 536 yep. i guess they don't they don't write songs about 536 <laughs> goes back a little too far for rasputina they cut it at the dark ages yeah exactly <laughs> because you know because you can't have goth without <laughs> the dark ages oh jesus christ um this this angers me uh the internet archive is mm-hmm. being attacked by copyright trolls um and copyright trolls in Congress and the Senate. And it pisses me off because the Internet Archive is just that, an archive. They're not selling anything. They're not making money on all of our old data. The uh, The Wayback Machine is one of the greatest tools that we've ever had, except for the fact that they respect robots.txt, which pisses me off. Because some of my greatest work has been uh, sniped by people who bought the domains. If that you I used say to own. Titanic website, I'm going to fucking throw spew. this water through the. <laughs> <laughs> no, Spew, my first website. I can't ah, get I wrote to for most. Spew. Yes, you did, Mr. Flood. Uh, I can't get to the archives from that because somebody, well, I actually sold the domain and then some Chinese guy bought it and won't uh, turn off the robots.txt file. Uh, So all of those old archives are gone. But uh, anyway, I still love the Wayback Machine. I love the Internet Archive. And uh, they're they're being um, flooded with lawsuits right now and... I, I guess the fine that they're facing right now is $19 million because it's based on the fact that they made $21 million last year and that they should be able to pay it. Jeff Bezos, I know you listen to our show. Can you just cut a check and make sure that the Internet Archive is set for the next 100 years? It will take you 10 minutes to you know put a stamp on it, write the check, ad- address the envelope – and then we are good forever. I, I've got and, a better solution for you, Jason. And it what? doesn't even need it doesn't need any money from any philanthropist. It doesn't need Jeff Bezos to step in. It doesn't need any anybody to step in. All they have to do is rebrand themselves as Pinterest. Yes. There we go. Right? Because nobody <laughs> gives a shit about copyright infringement on Pinterest. Exactly. Shit. Man, why didn't I think of that? God damn it. That's that's why I'm still on the show, Jason. That that, that is the only reason you're still on the show, <laughs> trust me. Oh man. Yeah. So I I mean the Internet Archive is doing doing the Lord's work. So uh we gotta support those guys because man, it's like you go back and this article that I have here from Gizmodo, it's just there is so much amazing shit. Does it we, it doesn't make any sense, does it? It doesn't make no. any sense. They really they're not they're not using these things to well, they, I mean they are monetizing a bit, they're making money, whatever, fine, but nobody has a problem with it. If you ask for it to be removed, they remove it. As opposed to Pinterest, which just steals things left, right, and center, monetizes it, and you cannot get things removed from Pinterest, and nobody cares about that, but they're going after this. Yeah, and it, it really comes down to uh, so they started this uh, book digitization program, mm-hmm. and they they were doing a, a lending program just like libraries. They own millions of books that are stuck in in these giant cargo containers, mm-hmm. and they had a they had a lending program. It's just like okay, one person can take out a book for every physical copy that we have, just like a library, and. You know, some dumb shit in Washington got a bug up his ass and said, oh, that's not cool. And it just it, I mean, it fucking it's infuriating <laughs> because if the Internet Archive goes down, well, then all of this great work just goes into the ether and they've got some amazing stuff on there. I highly recommend everybody that's listening, go read this article, because some of the stuff they have is just you can't find anywhere else. Yep. And they digitized it and they're they're making it available. What it comes down to is when a C-19 hit, they're like, you know, we're going to remove our lending restrictions and anybody can get a copy of it to to read it and to learn, to learn. I'm sorry, but, you know, this is bullshit. The whole thing is bullshit. And it pisses me off so much because it's like, isn't the Internet supposed to be the repository of the world's knowledge? Isn't this supposed to be the library of Alexandria 2.0? No. Yes, it is. No. It stopped no, being it that is. a long time ago, Jason. Uh, no, now I got to fucking watch, you know, shitty Trump ads on Facebook and hear how they have like a fucking, you know, <laughs> trust deficit. <laughs> no, the Internet Archive is a treasure, and I think we need to fucking protect them with with every means we have available to us. So, All right. 
I'm, I, it pisses me off, man. I get I get riled up about that because those guys are really doing good stuff over there, and they're not making a lot of money. They're 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 keeping the lights on. You know, that's it. I don't disagree with you, Jason. And again, the thing that gets me is the stunning inconsistency. How we can how we can be mad at one company for doing something and let another company completely do it scotch free. So uh, that the inconsistency makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's just it's it's such bullshit. Um, but we do have the new world's fastest supercomputer. Great. Maybe they can solve all these problems. Yeah. Fugaku. Unfortunately, it just spit out 42 and said, you guys are screwed. (laughs) I was hoping that was going to be the answer. (laughs) God damn it. This thing can do 415.5 quadrillion computations per second, also known as 415 petaflops. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. And they beat the record by 2.8 times. Um, there are other computers that are coming online that are going to probably beat this one, but uh, that's a lot of flops. That is. <laughs> that's, that's, a lot, that's a lot of pets flopping. That's a lot of pets flopping. I remember when it was a teraflop when the first uh, Mac Pro came out. They're like, this could do a teraflop. And now, now they're just like, <laughs> you and your teraflop. How silly. How silly, little man. So uh, it's pretty cool, though, because they're putting... Um, the computational power to try and figure out how we can get through C-19. So, you know what? I'm all about it. You know what it said? What? Stay home and wear a mask. (laughs) And nobody listened. (laughs) The world's smartest supercomputer (laughs) just said, stop it, Nancy. (laughs) Don't go to the fucking herd immunity festival. (laughs) Static X sucks anyways. Oh, God. Closing shout outs. I want to give a shout out to Homer, a listen who ha- a listener who happens to work for Herman Lip Miller and reached out to me with some customer support info for my Mira 2 issues. Thank you so much for that. Um, it was not on the website, so you helped. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that they had a 12-year warranty. So that's they do, cool. which is really nice. It just means I'm probably going to be out of chair for a month as it's getting replaced. Or prefixed or whatever. It is what it is. Until next time, I'm Brian Schultz. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. To support the show and keep us on the air, go to GOG.show slash donate. And if you want to buy our stuff, go to GOG.show slash shop. Toss us a few bucks and we'll love you forever. Your support really keeps us going and we really appreciate it. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 451. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, donate to the show, and get links to stuff we like, and buy our swag. Stay grumpy.